Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. to our regular day, which is Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it's good to have you here with me on the channel. Um, I'm just going to check a few things real quick. Brother Ken's already checking in over there on YouTube. Good to see you there, brother. Let's see here. Check a few other things, make sure everything's going okay. All right, it sounds like it is. Great. All right, I think... uh, it's working okay. Just a little update. I got um, a new internet provider. So hopefully, 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 um, everything will go smooth tonight. That's what I'm praying for. So it's not dropping any frames on my producing, uh, on my uh, broadcast uh, producer uh, software. So that's good. And I believe I'm coming in loud and clear on my recorder for the podcast purpose. So, again, I, hey, just put a plug out there for the podcast. Uh, um, a good numbers across the board, of course, uh, there you, pretty much every streaming service that you can think of or podcast uh, providers that you can think of were on there at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. And I'd encourage you to go back and uh, go on there and look at those and uh, listen to those when you're on the road or something like that or maybe when you're just busy working around the house. And um, also, again, let this mind be in you on both YouTube and Facebook. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, a lot of people uh, shared uh, last week's video. And um, I, somehow or another, it kind of popped the uh, algorithm just a tad bit on, on YouTube because YouTube had a lot of hits, uh, comparatively speaking, to... Um, uh, comparatively speaking to what I normally get in a week's time. Uh, of course, uh, like I said, you put a little bit of uh, hashtag, something that's like, you know, more current events, it might get more views that way. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully uh, somebody saw that and got something out of it. There was a, a one or two comments that were kind of, I guess you would say, against, but that's okay. Um, uh, if you watched last week, we, t- of course, talked about First Corinthians, or Second Corinthians chapter 11 and then talked about testing and trying the spirit, you know, and how people were preaching another Jesus. Anyways, but this week, uh, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want to bring out a few things just right up off the bat when we get started here. And um, it's just something that I don't know necessarily or like maybe is new to anybody. Uh, maybe it could be. We're just going to do a little bit of um, a little bit of a history lesson, so to speak, of Paul's life. And we're going to talk about uh, the times where Paul 
communicated with Jesus Christ physically. It wasn't in, you know, it wasn't um, like some sort of a, a figure of speech, but literally saw Jesus Christ. Of course, that was one of the requirements uh, to be called an apostle. And uh, so he was called an apostle by Jesus Christ. He called forth for that reason. And uh, we're going to look into some of that tonight. Uh, so I'm going to check the stream over here on Facebook. If you're joining us on Facebook, please leave a comment. I'd love to see that. Please, 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 please. And uh, let me know where you're watching from. Of course, over here on YouTube, a lot of people starting to uh, come in here. So Brother Ken, obviously, my mom is here. Uh, Brother Jason, of course. Uh, Aiken. Okay. Watching from Las Vegas, Nevada. So, well, that's where Brother Ken was before. So uh, maybe you guys know each other. Oh, yeah. Says hi, Aiken. So maybe you guys know each other. That's great. It's good to see you here on the channel. So, anyways, let's get started. All right. Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. Um, it's only twenty-one verses. We we should uh, go through this uh, relatively quickly, but I'm going to take a lot of time here, probably in the first seven or eight uh, verses, um, and then the rest of it we'll 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 go from there. We'll see what the Lord has in store for us, shall we? All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Hmm. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth, such an, an one caught up to the third heaven. Now, he doesn't specifically say when this event is. Um, oh, Brother Ken says Aiken is his wife. Okay, well, good to uh, see you on here, Mrs. Larson. So that's his uh, new bride of not that long. Uh, Brother Ken and says, uh, I guess I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. Uh, the The YouTube handles are, are kind of always kind of wonky a little bit, but all right. Good to see you on here. All right. And uh, so as I was talking about, uh, Paul's... Uh, People think that this is a time when he got stoned to death, and uh, we're going to turn over there to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14, we can see where this happens. People say that this is the event. I don't see any biblical reason to deny that, that Paul actually dies. He literally dies and gets transported, as you will see here. His body's obviously laying there on the ground, because we'll see in a moment. Uh, but he was absent from the body. And that's kind of interesting that he starts out by saying, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body. He didn't know, because he seemed to think that he was in his in his body because he could see things, he could hear things. Uh, but his body was obviously laying there on the ground, as we'll see here in a moment. All right, verse number 19 of Acts chapter 14, where it says, And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Now, uh, you get stoned to death, uh, you're not breathing, supposing he'd been dead, okay? I don't think he just passed out or whatever. I think he was really dead, and that's why Paul's uh, saying here in Second Corinthians chapter 12, but then it says, verse 20, how be it, as the disciples stood round about him, see, there's his body, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. It seems like it just a, oh, okay, and he just got up and left. Um, and I don't know if you know anything, if you're watching here, if you don't know anything about stoning, it's not a uh, pleasant event. 
and it is very uh, it's it's very brutal. And the fact that they he was stoned to death there, um, I'm sure he bore the scars, as we'll see here in a moment. So go, let's go back to Second Corinthians chapter twelve. So this is in context what I many believe, and I I certainly do as well that that's what it's talking about. So he says, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, such an one caught up to the third heaven. Now, if you know, there's three heavens. So we have the heaven of what you would think of as the firmament, you know, the sky, uh, the, the, the atmosphere, so to speak. And then you have the second heaven, which is, you know, the space in between, like all the way. The, and then the third heaven is the abode where God, where God, where God uh, lives. I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, so let's get that clear. You know, there's three heavens. So he says there's the third heaven, and verse number three. And I knew such a man, whether in the body, he says it once again, or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise. And heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Now, that is a fascinating statement. You already have Paul. He's transported to heaven, what we would know as heaven, the third heaven. And he says he was, he heard unspeakable words. So, again, he could hear, which is not lawful for a man to utter. And he knew he was there because he could see clearly where he was at. It says, verse 5, of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. It's, 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 a, it's like, man, what is, what is going on here? He, he's transported, he's dead, um, he's absent from his body, his body's laying there, his disciples come up upon it. You know, these disciples come up and say, well, there's Paul, he's dead, and then he, he rises up, apparently. Um, I don't know how long, much time had passed, you know, or whatever, but it doesn't give a, a definition or a, a definite timeline of how long this took. But the point is, is that he heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. So he hears certain things. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself will not glory, I will not glory, verse 5, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the, look at this term here, through the abundance of the revelations. And that's the title of tonight's broadcast, the abundance of the revelations. So it's not just a revelation. You know, you think of the, you know, John on the Isle of Patmos, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not revelations. It's not uh, multiple things. It's revelation. It's, it's the showing of Jesus Christ there in the book of Revelation, singular. But Paul says here that it's plural revelations, the abundance, that means more than one, of revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now let's look at this. Um, I believe the Bible teaches and uh, that Paul sees Jesus Christ physically three different times. And um, I have a bonus for you at the end that maybe we'll see what you all think, okay? Let's look at the other two times that Jesus appears to Paul and gives him some sort of revelation. Hmm. Now, let's see where this is. Let's turn back to, uh, well, 
Let's go to Acts chapter 26, because Paul's going to account this to, I believe it's King Agrippa, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is. Let's go back to Acts chapter 26, and let's start in verse number 12. Paul's recounting the time, so like chronologically speaking, I'm going to, even though we're going to skip around Acts here, chronologically speaking, this is the first time Paul sees Jesus Christ. Physically, he sees him, okay? Look in verse number, what's what I say here? Start in verse number 12. And the Bible says here, whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, uh, so Paul, or at the time Saul, was given the permission from the Sanhedrin and the, and the Jewish leaders there to go and grab up all these saints that he was putting in prison and all this other kinds of things. And so he was on his way to Damascus. At midday, O king, verse number 13, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So he hears the voice. He sees, I believe, God in his glory, Jesus. And it says here, kick against the pricks. And I, and I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee, appeared unto thee, see, there it is, for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now, as you've watched this channel before, and you've seen some of the studies, I believe that's a different inheritance than the reward or the inheritance that is given to Israel, okay? This is a different reward that's to come. This is the blessed hope. This is what I believe is our eternal destination is New Jerusalem. Go back to all the Millennial Reign series and different ones to see that. But this is the first time, chronologically speaking, um, in time that Paul gets appeared to by Jesus Christ, physically sees him, hears him, and is called by Jesus Christ. And so in this first appearance, he gives him a revelation. He reveals to him something that he wants him to do. So as he reappears to him, he gives a revelation, something that's new, okay? Now, if Paul was just being called into the disciples' ministry, there's no new information added. Now, we know for a fact that we go over to Acts 15 and Galatians 2 that we see that Paul was given a different ministry, not a ministry to the circumcision, but a ministry to the uncircumcision. So there's new information added. It doesn't contradict. It's just for a different group. Okay? It doesn't contradict anything. Now, there's differences all throughout the Bible, you know, but there's not a contradiction. There's a mystery, something that has been revealed to the Apostle Paul here by Jesus Christ. So let's look at the second time, chronologically speaking, that Jesus appears again to Paul, and that's in Acts chapter 23. So Paul is obviously accounting to King Agrippa the first time there, something that happened many, many years ago. 
So chronologically speaking, the second time, I believe, happens here in Acts chapter 23 in verse number 11. I'm sorry. The second time is what we just talked about here in 2 Corinthians 12. That's when he gets stoned to death there. I'm sorry. Now, after that has taken place in Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11. I was like, mm, did I say that right? I didn't. So this is the third time. Okay. There's three different times. And then a bonus here. Just a second. I'll get to it. Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11. Paul is sitting in prison where it's, he had a habit of doing, uh, being in prison quite a bit. And it says, in the night following, the Lord stood by him. Okay, this is speaking of Paul in prison. And said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. So once again, something else is revealed to him. It says, hey, you're, you're here, you came back to Jerusalem, which is, you know, if you want to get us some backstory to this, um, the, the church is that he was going to, as he was coming back to Jerusalem, told him not to go. Okay. Paul's heart desire as a, as, as an Israelite was to see his brethren in the flesh saved. You can see that in Romans chapter nine, 10 and 11. That was his desire. Um, he's obviously writing the book of Romans and, uh, in saying those things, we have that knowledge that that's what his heart desire was. But that's not who he was sent to. But because he went back to Jerusalem to be a you know a good Jew and to be uh, partake, I believe in I can't remember the name of the festival that he was going back for, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that he was going back there, but that's not where Christ sent him to go. Okay, remember the first revelation to him said to the Gentiles. Okay, but. Because Paul, his heart desire is fine. You know, he goes back there and things, even though that wasn't what he was supposed to be doing. Jesus says to him, don't be fearful. Fear not. Be of good cheer. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, which he did, which they did not like to hear anything he had to say. I mean, if you think the apostles had, you know, the, you know Peter, James, and John had it rough in Jerusalem, Paul went back there speaking all sorts of stuff that would have made Jews very upset. And uh, what do you mean they don't have to come through the nation of Israel anymore? Gentiles don't have to. What do you mean that there is no Jew or Greek anymore that now one in this Christ Jesus that you speak of? What do you mean all this kind of stuff? Ah, see? Paul making friends. <laughs> Anyways, but the point is, is he's, something else is revealed to him here. And uh, again... So this is the third time Jesus appears to Paul, and he goes, he gets, a, he's, something is revealed to him, hey, you're not going to stay here, you're going to go to Rome. And of course, if you keep reading, that's when he goes and recounts a story to King Agrippa. He appeals to Caesar and uh, all these, you know, rulers there in Israel uh, wanted to let him go, essentially, to say, well, hey, we would have let you go, but you appealed unto Caesar and you're a Roman citizen, so off he went. Now... Here's the bonus. We're just talking about the abundance of revelations that Paul experienced throughout his life here. Here's a bonus, and let me see what you guys think about this one. Turn over to Acts chapter 27, and we'll look at a, another account here as Paul is traveling to Rome. Uh, fastest way to do that is by ship. 
And so they get on a ship. He tells them not to go. He's like, hey, eh, this is not good, boys. Let's not get on this ship. That's going to be a, a really bad time if we get on this ship. And, um, well, they don't listen. <laughs> so since they don't listen, um, something happens here. I'm sorry. I'm checking on something real quick. I can't see comments over on. Uh, there we go. I couldn't see comments over on the Facebook stream for a second there. But anyways, uh, Acts chapter 27. Now, I want to see what you guys think about this. So turn in your Bibles, Acts chapter 27. They're on the ship. A big uh, storm has, has, has arisen. Uh, it's called a Eurachlodon, I believe. Uh, it's just, just as, yeah, there it is, Eurachlodon there in verse number 14. If that's not pronounced correctly, forgive me. But the point is, is that there's a major storm happening shipwreck was certain they thought they were all going to die and a very fascinating thing happens now i'm not again paul's already seen jesus christ i believe three other times okay three other times and here we are late in the book of acts in chapter 27 and look at verse number well let's start about verse number 22 because paul's telling them to cheer up and now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. He said, hey, the ship, I told you the ship was going down, but nobody's going to die. Be of good cheer. And that's some good news right there, right? Verse number 23, for there stood by me this night the angel of God. Now, normally when you see the angel of the Lord, there's some telltale signs that this is Jesus Christ. Now, you see that all throughout the Old Testament. You see the angel of the Lord appearing to Abraham and to others, and you're like, hmm, yeah, Joshua, yeah, that's Jesus. You know, we, we know that. But when you see this, it says, the angel of God appeared to me, stood by me, the, the night, the angel of God. And it doesn't say that he was dreaming. It just said, for there stood by me this night, the angel of God. I doubt Paul was sleeping much with a ship in that much danger. But anyways, somebody appeared to him. This angel of God here, let's look at a little bit further, whose I am hmm, and whom I serve. Now, who did Paul serve? Now, this could be reading it and you're like, well, maybe that's the angel of God is the one he's serving, the same God that Paul is serving. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, maybe, maybe. Let's keep reading. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. Now, Jesus had told him that in the prison in Jerusalem, correct? Yes. So it seems like to me a reminder. Now, this is not conclusive proof. I'm going to see what you say. See what you think here. Maybe this is the fourth time. Who knows? And in lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. And then he said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Wait, what does that say? For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Now, either God manifest in a fleshly form, Jesus Christ, uh, either showed up to him or didn't. Now, it could just be a messenger. Just because it says angel, uh, it says an angel, that, that could be a created angelic being and just could be a messenger from God, maybe so. But there's something to that to me. I don't know. What say you? Maybe this is the fourth time. It doesn't really matter. It's not like a doctrinal issue that to divide on or anything like that. But I think it's very interesting that that could be possibly a fourth time. But let's continue on. Let's look at the second thing I wanted to look at was not only the times that Jesus appeared to Paul, uh, 
but the abundance of the revelations, what some of these things could be. So as I look through Paul's uh, epistles to the churches here, I look in Romans chapter 16 and verse number 25. Now, of course, um, this is a well-known passage of Scripture, verse number 25, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation, something that was revealed to him, of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, and by Scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. The revelation of a mystery given to Paul. So something that was revealed to him. Now, whether or not this was maybe, um, you know, three years that he communed with no man, he didn't go to Jerusalem to learn of God, uh, you know, Jesus or anything like that. He went and learned for three years in the Arabian deserts. And then Jesus appears to him a second time, appears to him a second time, I believe, in heaven with things that he cannot even utter. So maybe that's not what the revelation of the mystery is and then. Maybe it was some other time. Maybe it was when Jesus appeared to Paul in prison in Jerusalem. Don't know. Who knows what was said, other things that were said. But the point is, is that something that was revealed to Paul that he's able to give us is a revelation of the mystery in Romans 16, 25. Some other places, Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 12. Some other revelations here. Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 12. The Bible says here, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, that's interesting. What is that that was revealed and that he didn't learn of any man? But I certify, verse number 11, you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, so this gospel message, this good news, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul knew the scriptures. He knew the Old Testament scriptures, but there was something that was revealed to him, this mystery that was not known before the world began. It wasn't appearing in, in um, clear scriptures, such as Jesus Christ would be come to this earth and Jesus Christ would be born of a virgin and so many other different kinds of things that were prophecies fulfilled by Jesus Christ that you could read about, but there was something else that was revealed to the Apostle Paul. Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 2, just one page over, says, And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among you the Gentiles, but privately to them that were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. So he went up by revelation, given a revelation, something that, was, that obviously, as we just got done talking about, the revelation of the mystery here, and communicated unto them that gospel. What gospel? The same one that he was talking about at the beginning of the letter to the church in Galatia. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, where the Bible says here, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. 
on and on and on, this revelation, that the, this knowledge that you can have of Jesus Christ now that was given to the Apostle Paul, given to us so that we can see this revelation of a mystery. Here's another last one here. Uh, let's see. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 3. How be it, or excuse me, verse number 3, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when ye read, ye may have, un, may have understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, and as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and the prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power something new that was revealed and given. So it's just something interesting to talk about here, the the appearing of Jesus Christ. I believe that he saw Jesus Christ there in heaven, the third heaven, when he was stoned to death there in Acts chapter 14. Couldn't tell if he was in the body or out of the body. Caught up up there and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. I think there was other words, though, that maybe he did hear. And maybe he, that's what he was uttering as he wrote these letters to the churches. Don't know. And then we looked at the bonus fourth time that possibly could have been when Jesus appeared to Paul on the ship. Okay, so let's keep going here and finish up the rest of the chapter. And he said unto me, oh, no, let's uh, look at verse number eight. So, again, this thorn in the flesh so that Paul wouldn't get, uh, I guess you would say, too high-minded in himself, Uh God, Christ gave him a thorn in the flesh, whatever that is. Some have said that that's a poor eyesight. Some others say other different things, but we don't know. The Bible doesn't say clearly what this thorn in the flesh is. Uh, it says, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Because if you were revealed the same things, you would probably need the same thing. I know I would. I would need a thorn in the flesh. Something to remind me over and over again to say, hey, don't get too puffed up. Don't get puffed up. This is not of you. This, you are a chosen vessel. And by the way, we'll see why he was this chosen vessel. Look at verse number eight. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Uh, say, please, Lord, take this, whatever this thorn in the flesh is, away from me. And in but here Jesus speaks to him and says, verse number nine, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect or complete in weakness. Hmm. See, if you're a, a tough, strong, I can do things myself, you need to become weak. You need to understand that without him, you can do nothing, that he has done it all. That you give this uh, this idea that like I, when I'm weak, then he's able to be strong. He is strong, and it's not that the fact that uh, the spirit you know is like half spirit or hundred percent spirit or seventy five percent. It's the fact of dying to your own self, dying to self, and living for him, and so therefore your strength is made perfect or complete in weakness. Most gladly. Continuing verse 9, Therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 
Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Turn over to Acts chapter 9 real quick. Acts chapter 9. This is right after the first appearing of Jesus to Paul, then at the time Saul. And look at verse number 15. But the Lord said unto him, this is speaking to Ananias here, who was supposed to go see Saul and heal him, and he was uh, hesitant uh, for good reasons. But he says, verse number 15, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. He went to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We see this. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And this is what Paul is realizing back here when he says, hey, I take pleasure in these infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, and persecutions, because it's for his name's sake, as it says here, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I am become a fool in glory. Verse number 11, ye have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you, for nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Um, those that seem to be of reputation, he learned nothing of them. Uh, I believe that's in Galatians chapter 2. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. That was Paul's authority as an apostle, called of God. He had the same apostolic power to do signs and wonders. But he wasn't glorying in that. He was still glorying in Christ. It's just fascinating just to know that, that he had this, this amount of stuff. And I kind of I look at myself and you know, people say, hey, I would like to be the Apostle Paul. Well, one, I don't know. My brother Aaron, my buddy Aaron likes to say all the time, people used to say, hey, I want to be, I want to be the Apostle Paul. Well, be prepared <laughs> to go through a lot of stuff. And, and I think about this, like, if you had all this kind of things, we would need the same things in our, in our flesh. We would need some sort of thorn in the flesh. We would need something. You're doing these mighty deeds, signs and wonders. But he just had to keep remembering that the glory is only in Christ. Verse 13, for what is wherein ye were infer inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you. Forgive me this wrong. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I will seek not yours, but you, for the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Mm. Wow, what a statement there. The more Paul went through, the more he loved them. It seemed like, he says here, the less I be loved. Didn't make a lot of uh, friends. It wasn't a popular movement. <laughs> yeah. But be it so, verse 16, I did not burden you, nevertheless being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desired Titus, and with him I sent a brother. 
Did Titus make a gain of you? Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same steps? He's just reminding them that they didn't come to take anything from them. See previous portions of the letter as he was talking about that before when we talked about giving and all this authority that he had but he did not use. Again, verse 19, Think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you? We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying, building you up. For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, mm. and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not, lest there be debates, envians, wrath, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumults. Now remember, this, this second letter to the uh, church in Corinth here, to the Corinthians, um, he was giving them quite a bit of, uh, I guess you would say, praise for getting things right. But there were still things that constantly need to be addressed. Why, brethren? Because we live in this flesh. There's always going to be that. And if we don't die daily, and as a body, when we come together, and we don't die to self, there's going to be all these different things. That's why you need to surrender your will to his. Don't get puffed up. Don't be, don't be glorying in yourself. Verse 21, unless when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be well many which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. There is praise in this letter, but warnings to them. And may that be a warning to all of us. It's a constant reminder to us to not glory in ourselves, but to glory in Christ, as the example the Apostle Paul gave. All right. So that's uh, chapter 12. We got uh, one more in 2 Corinthians, and I'm not sure what we're going to do after that. Not yet. Oh, which reminds me. Next Thursday, I will not be going live. Um, I have a medical procedure that I'm going to go through and that, uh, that I'll have early Thursday morning and Thursday night, I, I, I will not be able to go live. So I just want to let everybody know about that. So two weeks from today, we should be able to go live and finish up 2 Corinthians. So, okay. All right. Let me get my water here. And go to the chat here and see what we got. All right. Yes, Jesus appeared to Paul all throughout the book of Acts. Yep. Uh, Brother Ken says, Satan sent someone to give him the infirmity. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to talk about that sometime, Brother Ken. What's well, this uh, messenger of Satan? I guess you would come to that uh, conclusion from that. Messenger of Satan... Hmm. Yeah. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. Maybe there was somebody that followed Paul around and that it was just a royal pain in his backside. <laughs> Maybe that's a thorn in the flesh. Who knows? That's a sent someone to give him the infirmity. Maybe you may be onto something there, Brother Ken. My mom says here. That's one of my favorite passages from Scripture to encourage me in the uh, flares I sometimes get. Yes, so Mom's been uh, if you've if you're new to the uh, broadcast of the program, 
My mom's been suffering with rheumatoid arthritis for a very long time. Uh, Complete uh, destruction of cartilage in all of her joints and uh, lots lots and lots of uh, complete joint replacements and different health issues that she goes through. But, uh, yep. All right. I'm going to check over here on, click over here to see this other stream. Not too many comments on Facebook today. Just uh, Dad saying that he's here. Hey, Pops. All right. Well, that's it for tonight then. We'll call it, uh, we'll call that a night. So um, it wasn't like, I don't think anything, I don't know, earth shattering to maybe to you. But like to me, when I saw that and I saw this uh, abundance of the revelations, it, it just, I started studying a little bit more and looking back at the times there in Acts where, Jesus uh, appeared to him, and I think that here in chapter 12, I, I do think that when Paul is, goes to the third hand, the third heaven, excuse me, when he goes there, um, seated at the right hand, you know, Jesus Christ is there, and uh, I, the, what he heard, what he was revealed to him, I don't know, it says the things that cannot even be uttered, um, but uh, just I thought it was fascinating there. And then the, just a reminder about the revelations, some of the revelation of the mystery and some other things like that. So, again, thank you, Brother Jason. It says, see you in two weeks. Ken, my mom says, thank you for praying. And uh, I appreciate that as well, Brother Ken. And, uh, and for your bride for joining us over here on YouTube. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. Hey, look. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Please continue to like, share, subscribe, um, comment on the on, on all the uh, the videos when they get uploaded. Um, it'll really be a big help if you would do that for me, and I appreciate it. Take a few minutes of your time to do that. Uh, somebody that's usually on here, may, most of the time on the Facebook, uh, Sister Janet uh, Penton. Uh, you see her like post comments, and I and I talk to her quite a bit here online and on, on over the phone. Uh, she's uh, also uh, going through some medical things and uh, would definitely desire uh, your prayers for that as well. So be praying for Sister Janet, for my mom, Tina, and uh, I appreciate the prayers. Brother Ken says praying for the surgery. Yeah, it's nothing uh, It's nothing too too drastic, too big. It's just a medical procedure I need to have have done. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. I love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here and let this mind be in you. Uh, remember, die to self. Don't be glorying in yourself. Glory in Christ, the one that's worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. Bye for now. <laughs>